You've heard of BetaShares. You've probably seen the logo on our podcast. You might even be among their 1 million investors. So you can imagine that I'm delighted to say BetaShares is the official ETF partner of the Australian Finance Podcast. With nearly 100 exchange-traded funds, you can go to betashares.com.au and immerse yourself in ETFs and unique insights covering all of the sectors, themes, core and satellite positions you could want. Think cybersecurity through the Hack ETF, robotics and AI with the RBTZ ETF, and uranium with the URNM ETF. The list goes on. To explore the BetaShares ETF range, visit betashares.com.au, read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website, and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Welcome to the Australian Finance Podcast, a podcast for people who want to learn more about their personal finances and get the most from their money. This series is hosted by Kate Campbell from How To Money and Owen Raskovich from Rask Finance. The Australian Finance Podcast is provided for educational purposes only. The information is general in nature and does not take into account your needs, goals or objectives. What that means is the information does not apply to you specifically. So consider getting the advice of a licensed and trusted professional before acting on the information. Kate, welcome to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. Yes, and today we're talking about one of the topics that's pretty interesting, which is side hustles. Cool. What's a side hustle? Well, I would say a side hustle is something you do on the side of a full-time or a part-time job mm-hmm. uh, for a bit of extra cash. You're not. It's not technically designed to replace your income you're just doing something you enjoy um and you're just getting a ex- bit of extra money that you might use to boost your emergency fund or help pay the bills or something like that and you enjoy doing it so you're not saying you're not telling us all to just i don't know start a fashion company and leave our jobs no oh, damn it no okay Cool. Well, this uh, episode, I'm going to be guided by you because I reckon you're the expert on side hustles because you have a pretty cool one. And one of those is sitting here with me now, right? Like Mm. doing the podcast, that's a side hustle for you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So most people don't know this, but Kate also has a full-time job. Yes. In the finance industry. Yep. Every day. Yep. And she does this after hours. So we record this. It's currently a Monday evening. So Kate, this is your side hustle and it's a pretty good one to have. And you've got another Mm. podcast series, so... Yes, so that uh, keeps me pretty busy. Yeah, cool. I like it. All right, so I'll throw it over to you. Let's let's get stuck into it. Yeah, so I thought um, pretty much I wanted to talk a little bit about what side hustles are, generating some ideas for your side hustle, some of the important things to consider, and some of the experiences that we've had in the past from kids to grown-ups mm-hmm. of side <laughs> hustles. I mean, some were put on us by force by our parents. Yep. Um, and just some Thanks, interesting ideas and resources uh, because there's 
as you realise, as you look at some of the resources, will point you in the direction of there are an infinite number of potential side hustles and you probably never think of them until someone tells you that they do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember someone who had a secondary market for those fidget spinners when they were going crazy a few years ago. Oh, so right. they were just buying in bulk from Alibaba in China and just um, making marking it up massively and selling them through just a really quickly created online website and they were making a killing. So just some of these interesting ideas that uh, could spark some inspiration on your side hustle journey. Mm-hmm. Sounds very entrepreneurial. Yeah, so I feel like it's um, it's almost adding a little bit of entrepreneurship to your life without having to invest your life savings, put the house on the line. Mm. So I think that's a definitely a key component of a side hustle. You're not putting a heap of money into it. I, mm. like, I wouldn't be putting more than a grand into it at all. Okay. Um, and I wouldn't be getting a business loan. I wouldn't be putting the house on the line. So it, you're starting small and doing something. It's probably even low margins, but just not, not definitely not putting a heap of money into it and just experimenting. And it's just supposed to be a bit of fun. Mm. Warren Buffett has the analogy, don't test the water with both feet. Yeah. It's kind of like, just don't <laughs> jump straight in, mm. take your time. And the analogy of Scott Pape was a trapeze. So you like, you don't let go until you can see the other one in sight and that's the right time to, yeah. to, to let go. And it's kind of like, you don't just go out and quit your job. You build this up on the side, you do all the things right. And then you just slowly chip away at it because yeah. you don't want to take so much risk that uh, end up losing out in the long run because you've taken mm. so much risk, you've taken undue risk. And when you could have just started it slowly. So this is actually, you know, I've learned by mistake here, like trial by fire. <laughs> I um, started the, the company that I had and I started a website before that. And I just went into it way too soon. I should have kept my job and just worked away mm. on the side. I did that for about a year, but even longer still. So yeah. anyway. And I know some people have great, when you listen to those business podcasts that talk about the success stories and some have... Mm complete success from going from just quitting the job with nothing and building their way up. But I think those stories are pretty far and few between. Yeah, it's. I think there's a bit of survivorship bias there. So like mm-hmm. you only hear about the really good ones, right? They don't invite the the guy or girl that, that you know, who had this side hustle fail. Yeah. You know, that's not what people want to hear. So like you have to also remember that, you know, we, we know that only 20% of businesses make it past one to two years and those types of things. Mm. So. And I think a lot of people don't want their side hustle to become anything more than that. Mm. It's just a good way to add a little bit of income and have sort of a second income stream coming in. But they love what they do. They don't want to sort of turn their side hustle into a full-time business. Um, but then you have other cases and some of the resources we'll point you to later actually talk about that where people have started a side hustle and it's just become such a successful product or service that they've been able to quit their day job and take it on full time mm. yeah i think that's like that's the i think you touched on a point there about being like enjoying it like mm. you have to enjoy what you want to do right like there's no point hating your job and then starting something else that's just going to stress you out yeah like, do something that you're really passionate about and find something that adds value to other people's lives and you take a lot of pleasure from doing that and i think that's probably a good place to start kate is when people because people always think yeah i want to get a side hustle yeah i want passive income yeah i want all these kind of things Mm. but i don't know where to start so in terms of generating ideas what are some of the ways that people can start to think about finding a side hustle or developing a side hustle for themselves yeah so i think definitely thinking about what are some of the skills that you have whether that's through work or out of work 
that you might be able to monetize. So are people willing to pay you for your expertise in XYZ area? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have something you can teach them? Um, Maybe you're going to be teaching them in person, teach them online, teach them via Skype. Maybe English as a second language might be something you can do via Skype Hmm. or even music lessons. Um, So if there's maybe a skill that you can give to someone and then people go the extra step and they convert that skill to an online course or a podcast or some sort of um, membership site. So people take an existing skill set they have and monetize that. Um, Another way is just looking to solve a problem in your own life or your friends' and family's lives. If there's a way to make some system better, And I think that's like how Airbnb all started because the guys wanted to uh, monetize the spare um, Mm. mattress in their room when there was festivals on. I think that's a little bit, yeah. Um, And just how can you make your life easier? And I think I was reading about a great Australian startup that's sort of coming soon by a young uh, university entrepreneur. And it's actually all that stuff you have when you're uni for parties and things, um, being able to rent that out for a day. So instead of having to buy all the decorations and equipment and you can just rent the stereo and rent the costumes and rent everything like that. So sort of unlocking the cash flow in your item. Mm, Okay, cool. But it doesn't always have to be something like super impressive, right? No. I think that's where a lot of people think, oh, you know, I need something that's going to make me all this money or... Mm. It's just one really good idea. And you, you, frankly, most people don't have them. Yeah. Most people don't have the ability to create some sort of software product or an app or something like that, right, that goes viral and they make millions mm. of dollars. And so, like, I think one thing that I've noticed when I talk to a successful investors or business people, what have you, a common trait they tend to have is that they experiment early on. So... This entrepreneurial streak tends to, I guess, show up again and again throughout their life, even if they've failed once before. Mm. And I'm not saying like you need to um, just try everything and see what happens or just throw you know, spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. What I tend to see is people who take a risk and they take it in like calculated ways, they tend to be willing to do that again and again and again. So it can start with something really small, like even things like, my wife and I were going through her wardrobe. She's going to love me saying this. <laughs> but we're going through her wardrobe and finding clothes that other people might buy secondhand. You know, that it turns out that that's a really big thing. Yeah. Right? And then you book a market stall and try and sell them. Yeah, that's it. And you might find that, hey, this is actually easier than what I thought it was going to be. And I can actually make money from this. So, mm. you know, it doesn't have to be a glamorous thing that you know, it's like you make your own clothes. It could be just that you sell secondhand clothes. Yeah, or, and I know a few people that flip op shop goods there you go and then just sell them on ebay so a lot of people they use ebay for their side hustle by importing stuff reselling it getting things locally and that's i mean that's recycling them as well and a bit of a profit there and i think you just need to give it a shot just to mm. find out if it works sometimes you just got to actually you just actually have to try it and you never know um so you've done you've got podcasts um mm. You've heard of, you know, this, we've all heard the stories of like Airbnbs and that type of thing. Are there any other really interesting ideas that you've seen pop up again and again over time? Yes. I think um, often cooking okay. uh, is in some form, maybe if, if it's making cakes, a lot of people, hmm. um, that's kind of a one-off thing people need. But 
often um, and in, people love to do this for Instagram. So a lot of um, more visual sort of side hustles if you're selling um, makeup services, if you're selling um, even hairdressing, nail services, if you're selling cool. uh, cake making, catering. A lot of people do catering on the side um, and that sort of stuff. You can just set up an Instagram page and start um, sharing that as well. I think maybe with the food, you probably have to have a appropriate quality <laughs> yeah. kitchen. You wouldn't um, want me cooking for you. <laughs> no, no. So, but it's, I think with social media, especially you can start connecting with friends and family and sharing it through word of mouth really quickly. Mm. Um, and what else? So probably produce. So maybe making jams. I don't know if that's kind of old fashioned now. Honey, <laughs> beekeeping. Yeah, beekeeping's, beekeeping's one. one. Um, gardening, even going around and helping other people with their gardening because a lot of people, especially in a city, don't have time to deal with that. Mm. Cleaning even. Yeah. yeah, these are all good side hustles, right? Um, and those, then, are, those are ones that are accessible to anyone. Yeah. Like young people, people that stay at home during the day. You can do all of these things that... Mm. And even Quite unquote, busy dog minding, because I have a few yep. colleagues that have actually used, there's apps now, I'm not sure what, but um, you can say, I can mine dogs in this area. And they, instead of sending it to a dog kennel, which are really expensive, or other pets, they just drop them off locally. So you get to meet local people and you get to look mm. after animals. Now, I heard of, I heard of a, a, a few different ones recently. Um well, wait a sec. Did you say what did you say your at the side hustle was earlier on? Minding children. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, I think that's the one of the oldest one in the book. Um, I think when I was sort of ten or eleven, I was for five dollars <laughs> an hour babysitting about three kids, and I'd just done the um, the letterbox drop. Oh, I yeah. made my own flyers in Microsoft Word with those. Um, that really, you know, that rainbow heading that yeah. you could get, <laughs> like the word art. Yeah, in the word art. Um, so <laughs> just sort of making flyers and putting them in letterboxes and babysitting strangers' kids for five bucks an hour. Hmm, cool. And uh, looking after their ferret too. Oh, cool. Well, speaking of minding, you actually reminded <laughs> me of something. Uh, fer- ferret. That's a good one. Um, you actually reminded me of people that do, I know a few people that do this now. They do house sitting. Yeah. So that's a big thing. I did not know that. Like you actually go to people's houses. You register on websites and you pay like a small membership fee. Mm. Then you go and you live in their house. And that's cool because you save on rent. Yeah. Or you, you don't have a mortgage, obviously. So you just you just go there. Mm. That's just like reverse Airbnb kind of thing. You don't even have a property. You're just finding a way to minimize your costs. And that's entrepreneurial in itself. Mm. And if you do that enough, you're going to save a lot of money very quickly. Yeah. That's house sitting full time is a pretty lucrative side hustle, you'd think, in terms of the amount of rent you'd save. Absolutely. And some places might, you know, might be perks. You might get one with the pool. That's mm. pretty cool. Anyway. Um, I think anything, like especially service, especially if you can do something to make someone else's life easier, hmm. like they're pretty transferable skills. You don't usually have to have any particular qualification and things like that. Maybe they'll want you to have a first aid certificate to look after someone's kids. But most of these um, things um, don't require much. And then I actually had a few interesting ideas that a great author called Chris Gillibo, who also runs a podcast. Is that the one you mentioned the other week? Yeah, it's um, he. What is it? It's called Side Hustle Skill School. And for about two years now, he's run, he's published a five-minute podcast every day on a different side hustle idea that someone's told him about. Cool. And if you want inspiration, you go there because, I mean, just a couple of the other ideas that completely things you'd never think about. One was personalized funeral urns. Okay. I mean. <laughs> 
So someone would like paint an urn for you? Oh, or like- I mean, I didn't go further than that. I kind of stopped there. But bridal gear, rental, a rabbit breeder, which I thought was a good one for yeah. Owen. Yep. Uh, XL courses, poisonous toad removal. Scooter tours. Yeah. Um, Late night cookie delivery. Yes. Yeah, so these. Hey, this candy subscription boxes. That's been a big thing. Like that's done really well overseas. And subscription boxes overseas and in Australia pretty popular yeah if you think of something that you reckon people will love and love to receive regularly or even if you mix it up for them yeah and you can sell that via subscription it's pretty lucrative yeah you package and package something up and some people even do like drop shipping where they'll buy a large quantity of one item from overseas where production's quite cheap and then they'll resell it or Mm. repackage it resell it through another website it's got to get here somehow right uh, yeah. This, here's one like side hustles with benefits, biking wine tours. <laughs> I feel like that's either going to end in disaster or it's just going to be the most amazing side hustle that anyone's come up with. Yeah, I think a friend took one a few months ago and they um, around the Mornington Peninsula and they got they got a tour around all these different wineries in a minibus because there was a group of them and took them. Oh, cool. Yeah, so they didn't have to worry about driving and yeah, they uh, got to see all the places. So I think it's just. Your imagination is your limit. And if you definitely check out, he's also written a book called 100 Side Hustles, which I got from the library because it's quite a large book. Um, But that had so many different ideas, Mm. which could give you some inspiration because really anything, people, there's billions of people in the world. I think you can find someone that's willing to pay for your crazy idea. Yeah. And let's just, we're not at the end of the podcast yet, but if you have one of these crazy side hustles, Mm. please write into us. I'd love to hear about them yeah it'd be cool to in a future episode discuss some listener side hustles yeah if you have any please send it through this is just we're just at we're just (laughs) doing this on the fly but if you have something please send it through Mm. to us uh kate so this is a finance podcast we talk about business and you know entrepreneurship and that type of thing yeah but for those people who have an idea and they're thinking yeah i've got this idea but how do i do this right Mm. what are some of the things like the important financial things that they've got to consider maybe before or while they're getting one of these spun up. Yeah. So I think that definitely on the money side, you've got to consider that this is actually money you're earning. And as such, the government wants to tax it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So definitely that is something you don't want to think about. And a few, quite a few Uber and Airbnb drivers have sort of got themselves Mm -hmm. into a sticky tax scenario because They've sort of used up all the income along the year and they've, they're above the tax-free free threshold. Tongue there we go. Um, and they don't actually have any money put aside for tax. So mm. especially if you're earning quite a lot from your side hustle, you want to start putting some money aside mm. to pay that tax bill or you're going to end up with an ATO liability. Yeah, if it's like any more than a couple grand, you'd probably you don't want any rude surprises. So Yeah, especially if you've got a day job as well, you're definitely going to have to pay tax on your... Yeah. Earnings. 100%. So um, you've actually, in the show notes that we're going to provide, you've actually brought up a pretty good website to check out, which is business.gov.au. I used that when I was setting up my business. And it's actually just a handy little thing. Mm. To You can do like this little um, like walkthrough checklist thing and they then they present you with like a list of potential like government-related things you might need to consider. Mm. Like, have you got an ABN or Australian business number? Have you got a business name? Those types of things. Uh, I think one thing to take note of when you get a business name is that it doesn't protect you against like 
um, encroaching or infringing upon someone else's copyright or mm. patent or anything like that. You have to go to a separate website for that. But people think because, oh, you know, I've got the domain name or I've got this name that I've been trading under and no one else seems to use it, that it's all well and good. You'd actually want to check out the, the trademarks website. I'll we'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah. But those are like little things and that website business.gov.au will direct you to mm. those websites. Um, how about you, you mentioned here personal liability and insurance. Yeah. So if you What's are that? a sole trader, you can end up like you have unlimited liability. Hmm for whatever you're doing. So it's a little bit different if you set up a company structure and things like that. But essentially someone might, if you do something bad or provide a bad product that ends up injuring someone or anything like that, and you could be sued Hmm. because you have sold a good or a service to someone for money. So um, that's something you definitely want to check out at business.gov.au because it's quite different for each scenario. But I mean, if it's a... a food product that you're creating or doing you might need to get appropriate licenses i know like you have to get your kitchen checked out and approved don't sell raw chicken yeah yeah so there's there's <laughs> different rules for different things like if you're providing personal training there might be additional yep you might have to get personal insurance cover and things like that so it's definitely if you're doing it's yeah definitely if you're doing things you want to check out what sort of cover you might need like i know if people do markets often you need to have insurance cover for that market stall hmm. okay yeah so, so it's, it's worth just checking out this website checking out the yeah. insurer's website those types of things yeah okay, because cool. people are if you are providing a good or service people do expect a, a standard and they won't be happy if mm. you uh i think put you, something like put nuts in a food item that says no nuts like that that's that could come no, back on you yeah the basic thing is here is if you're going to do it, do it right. This yeah. stuff isn't the glamorous side of the business, but it's no. actually the important side. And if you do it right the first time, as I've found out, if you do it right the first time, mm. then you don't need to do it again. So, yeah. And generally in your day job, the company takes care of all this for you. They've yeah. got done the insurance and so you don't think about any of this. Like I, I think most people, yeah, everyone has to have work cover and things like yeah. that, like proper companies. Um, so it's something you will have to think about with your side hustle mm-hmm. um, and definitely make sure you're covered because you don't want the thing on the side to become a monster that you can't deal with. For sure, 100%. Okay, we've got some other smaller ones here. Is oh, It's still important. It's just keep records of the bills that you're paying. So you can, it's just as simple as a spreadsheet. Yeah. You add up all the things you've spent money on or and or you could just have a plastic bag in your desk and then put all your receipts in there you think might be tax deductible. That don't you can leave take them to, in the sun because they fade. Yeah, that's it take to your accountant, etc., or you could just set up a, um, a special folder in your email, your Gmail, Apple, Microsoft, whatever, mm. and just have it like a tax folder, take photos of stuff, email it to yourself, whatever, put in that folder. So you've got a record of everything. Uh, and same with your insurances, obviously put yeah. that in a safe place. Google Drive, this is not a product recommendation, <laughs> but Google Drive is free if you want to set up like yeah, I, I definitely to store your stuff online. Yeah, I think it's easier to have a, an ex, a Google Doc Um, that you keep a record of all your receipts and all your income during the year. So at least you know what receipts to keep track of because otherwise it can turn into a bit of a nightmare doing your personal tax and this additional stuff. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so you've got a really good point here, Kate, which is don't let it impact your day job performance. Yeah, so you don't want to be coming into work after you stayed up to 2 a.m. working on your side hustle and doing a terrible job because you're completely exhausted and um yeah so and then you might end up 
negatively impacting your job. Mm-hmm. So definitely you want to keep the side hustle the side hustle and not let it affect your work. For sure. That's good advice because you don't want yeah, you don't want to, you don't yeah. want to risk your main biscuit just yeah. for this one. And definitely check with your employer and your contract because sometimes contracts might say you're not allowed to do a specific thing that conflicts with the business. Um, so I mean definitely check that and sometimes you have some career professions you have to get permission to do some external work. So check mm. all that and make sure you're in the green. Yeah, no non-compete clauses in your employment contract. Mm. That's a good one for the finance professionals out there. Um, okay, well, I think that brings us to the end of the show. I have to just quickly run off and try and find out how I can get myself some, get myself in the business of children's flashcards. <laughs> I'm going to start a side hustle. Owen's next side hustle. I still yep. think rabbit breeding would be good for you. Yeah. You've already got two. You yeah, but yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's podcast worthy, but we had to give them the snip because they breed like rabbits. <laughs> Drum roll. Good job, uh, okay. That brings us to the end of the podcast episode on side hustles. Kate, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for listening. And if we have podcast questions and side yeah, hustles. Send them to, to send me, um, howtomoney.online and Twitter and Instagram at howtomoneyaus. Yep. Or you can lodge them on the Rask Finance website. That's raskfinance.com. Find me on Twitter at Owen Rask. Or you can send us an email, podcast at raskfinance.com. All right. Until next time. See you guys. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no-obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.